Hey, hey, loving beings out there. My name is Devi Kusardi, and this is the Liku Liku podcast with a section called Reach Out. In Reach Out, we share one of our listeners' letter or a voice message that they leave anonymously, usually, on a platform called Anchor, where the Liku Liku podcast is also on. And anyone can do this. So if you are listening right now and you have anything that is challenging in your life that you would like to share so we can talk about it in our podcast so that other people who maybe have the similar uh, similar issues can relate to it, you know, they can feel like, oh yeah, there's somebody out there who is um, having the same struggles as I do, right? So supporting each other in every way we can. So the message that we picked for this episode of Reach Out is from a woman who has been struggling all her life with trying to lose weight. And she's feeling sick and tired of feeling sick and tired that everything she has done is just not working, right? So I know I have felt this way before, um, and I know a lot of people out there who have or who are still struggling with this issue of body weight management, right? Either losing weight or gaining weight. So the topic of this week's episode is body image with a focus of why can't I lose weight? So we hope that you'll find this episode useful or at least relatable And thank you, thank you so much for tuning in to us. We appreciate your support. Thank you and enjoy. Welcome to the Liku Liku podcast. It ain't funny after all. It is the place where we discuss the deeper, less comfortable experience of being human and we relate with one another to understand how to better live in a world that has stopped making sense. Hello everyone, welcome to Reality Bites with Amy D in collaboration with the Liku Liku podcast. I'm Amy Dangin and I have out my two favorite co-hosts Alan Karu and Devi Kusardi. Hello, guys. Hi, everyone. How are you all? Right, we're working <laughs> on our pronouns. <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah. Hey, guys, Hello. it's so overrated. <laughs> Hello, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> children and old folks alike. Oh, yeah. I forgot <laughs> about the children and old folks. Yeah. Alrighty. So, yeah, before we go uh, deeper, into the topic that we are going to discuss today, we would just like to give a special shout out to Nook Chi, the guy who is helping us making this happen on the KK12 FM radio airwaves. Woot woot. Hello, woot, Nook. Woot. Thank you so much for doing <laughs> Thank this. You, Nook. Yeah, without yeah. whom um, this wouldn't have happened, the radio thing wouldn't have ha- happened, and hopefully. Uh, we are able to reach out to more audience out there, right? To more listeners. And yeah, speaking of listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. I know some of you have been tuning in, in and out, uh, since day one of our uh, Liku Liku podcast. So thank you so much for the support. Uh, Do like us and follow us on our social media pages if you haven't done so. Now... 
today's topic, we are going to do this segment that we call Reach Out, where we read out letters, messages from listeners who have written in to us to maybe share what are their struggles, what are they um, dealing with, and may not be too sure on how to go about uh, what they're dealing with. And today's reach out letter has something to do with body image. And I know just by hearing that, that term body image, a lot of people can relate. I can relate, Devi can relate, Alan can relate. I think whatever your gender is, body image um, is one of those things that we truly struggle with, but have not been able to speak of or speak about easily, right? So right. Um, kudos to our listener who wrote in this letter, this week's reach out letter, um, which Devi is going to share with us. Go ahead, Devi. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so uh, this person says, hello, Liku Liku. I've been wanting to say this to someone for a while, but I didn't have the courage. It helps that I don't have to say my name. <laughs> and I don't, I don't like my reflection in the mirror. I hate my thighs because they are so big and flabby. I also hate my arms and I do as much as I can to hide them so I don't get, get comments. When I walk around, I can't stop the thoughts that everyone is looking at me and judging me, telling me how fat I am and how lazy I am for not losing the extra weight. But I have tried, in capital letters, by the way, I have mm. tried. They have no idea how many times I have tried and nothing works. Anything I lose keeps coming back and it's getting worse. I've always felt like this since primary school, and I used to think this is normal, but when I look at others, they don't seem to have my problem. And it doesn't help that my mom's always telling me how my friends and relatives are so good looking, uh, better dressed, etc. I just feel like I want to lock myself into a room and throw away the key. What is wrong with me? Why can't I just lose weight and feel better about myself? Wow. Mm. That was, uh, thank you for the long and um, detailed uh, letter. Yeah. Yeah. When I was listening to that, it just makes me feel empathy in a way. Um, I, I feel like, uh, sympathetic also almost about what she has to go through because not, I mean, body image issues. Yeah. I think it also means not feeling safe and comfortable in your own skin, being in this body. And that can be scary. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it, um, let's try and unpack this, um, Alan and Devi body image issues. Is this something that you guys can relate to? You guys, you folks, y'all can relate to. <laughs> can y'all relate to this? <laughs> <laughs> nice catch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it takes courage, right? I mean, to, to say those things and um, yeah. 
sometimes the funny thing that is a little bit uh, counterintuitive is that it somehow feels safer to say that to a person who you don't know than oh. somebody who you knows because who you know because you don't know what's gonna come back as a result. Whereas if you you know you have this image where you might break down to with somebody who you just meet at the airport or whatever and because you're sure that you will never see them again it's just like yeah yeah whatever you know mm. but when it stays in your circle um what are you gonna hear are you gonna hear about this for the next 15 years you know yeah. when something that you say when you're trying to open up so yeah thanks for choosing this space to be the one that you know you're using to um to open up mm-hmm and um yeah it's deep deep stuff probably long stuff as well. there's a like lot I, to unpack as well yeah like it, it's been happening for a while right mm. is that is that right debbie um yeah from from the yeah from the looks of it yeah i mean from what she wrote she said as long as she can remember right mm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah. So obviously solving that is not going to be a five-minute job, right? <laughs> she's, yeah. She's, uh, yeah, she's always felt like this since primary school. Oh, uh, sorry, so, there so, is a point in time. Yeah, since yeah. primary school. So we don't know, you know, no. um, how... We know it's a she, right? Because she, she revealed her gender in the, in the message. Mm. Yeah. And but, there's um, also mention of the mother, yeah, that that I can relate to. And I think a lot of people who I feel from my own personal experience and observations, I feel like it has a lot, body image issues um, have a lot to do with um, triggers, right? External triggers and how, I mean, it, I guess it, of course it has something to do with in, internal as well, but the external factors also contribute to um, how well you can or cannot handle the stress, the triggers of being reminded of your uh, body image, of being um, made to believe that you are not as good looking as others, right? All of those feelings, yeah. yeah. I I struggle with body issues as well myself. Mm. Um, I, uh, I may have not complain about flabby thighs but I've there are parts of my my body that I don't like and from experiencing talking to friends family um, other people sometimes even people that we work with um, mm. regardless of how you look like I feel like everyone has certain body parts at least one body part that 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 they don't like or they wish they could mm. change. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think there was an episode of like Dr. House, is it? Something like that. Mm. You know, where he, he's basically, I think he's dating some kind of supermodel and whatnot. And she thinks she's a 10, right? You, you know how guys have this, uh, it's, it's the real guys this time. It's actually males <laughs> who are, uh, you know, giving, giving scores to women that they Ratings. want to date. Rating, yeah. Ratings, yeah. Uh, which is pretty mean. In a way, yeah. but you know, um, and and she thinks she's a perfect ten, and then he's just like, "You're an okay seven and she goes like, oh. "So you yeah. you can be 
nominated to be the world's most beautiful person in the world and have horrible body image issues, right? Mm. Like it's all relative. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because it's something that she perceives, right? Because body image involves how you see yourself, how you feel about yourself. So see yourself, feel about yourself, how you even think about yourself, right? And also how you behave in a certain way to compensate for all the feeling of lacking of something or having too much of something. Yeah, Yeah. and we sometimes we call that family of origin. Like we have beliefs about ourselves. Yeah. But they're not necessarily coming from a place of truth or, you know, anchored in something that we know is totally real, you know, cannot be disputed. It's like, this is a fact, but it's more like, you know, if you, if you listen, like why advertisements work, for example, sometimes I I happen to watch TV when other people in the house do, and uh, they just put the same advertisement like five times in a row, like Mm. no kidding. And I like there's a part, the conscious part of me is like, do you have no shame to be using such low base tactics to to brainwash? Like it's so obvious. <laughs> but the reason why they do it is because it works. Mm-hmm. Like like you'd it's even if I think that you know I'm really annoyed at this, I will remember it more than I do the other brands who were trying to be more ethical about it, right? And so mm-hmm. if you bring that to the family of origins, like. If you've heard something that is not necessarily true about yourself, but you've heard it over and over again, and especially at a time when you're vulnerable because you only spend your time in school or home, mm. that that's mm. going to stick and it's going to be part of your development. Yeah. 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 So we all have those kinds of things, right? You're Sometimes we're just being punitive to ourselves and just saying simple things just like, oh, so stupid why do you do that mm. like that but if you sit down and start pulling the thread then you can almost not always because sometimes it's complex right but you can pull the thread and find who was actually saying that yeah if you were verbal at that time but if you were not verbal then maybe you don't have a name and it's just something that you think about yourself without even knowing why you think that Something mm. that you actually keep in your memory, which is, you know, also stored in the body. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. I've talked to um, some people who have like really, really serious body image issue. And there were parts of their body that is always um, feel painful and mm. that they're ashamed of. So they're always kind of like, kind of like just covering it. But they don't mm. know how, they can't remember, like even through sessions, through, you know, processing it together, like they couldn't identify, like they, they go like this for years and years. And and perhaps that's why, because they were nonverbal, they, they didn't have the words for it, but it was, yeah, it was like, kept in their body. I don't know if that's real. a thing, but we could call it preverbal shame or something like that. Yeah, mm. yeah. And yeah. yeah, that's something that happens in almost all aspects of our life. Also, I feel yeah. in this in this in this kind of society where words don't come easily, where it's hard to express feelings, 
where it's hard to, difficult to express opinions. It's difficult and almost impossible for a lot of people. So a lot of people just yeah. choose to stay away from it, uh, from the chance to speak up and point out about issues. Yeah. 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 Even in places which are, you know, um, um, giving people a chance to speak and whatever, if you really completely dissociated, you know, like you're, you're not present, it's very yeah. hard. They give you the mic, but it's not like you're suddenly going to jump and be a, a rock star, right? Mm. Mm. True. And, and also the thing that I've been thinking about is body image issues, as I mentioned, it's not the problem or the issue of one type of body only. Right, so it's it's kind of like a universal problem, but it's not easily uh, spoken of, spoken about, talked about, right? And, Correct. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, and also I think I mentioned something about mothers, and we talked about brainwashing um, our mothers or our generation, our our generation of parents, our parents' generation could also be uh, victims of. Um, Certain a certain system that makes them so focused, um, right? So focused on body image, body um, outer appearances of people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And they and tend to make to make it verbal. And yeah, Devi, you were gonna say add on something. Yeah, yeah. Because I was just uh, reading again, right? What um, she wrote to us, the mm -hmm. the writer. Um, <clears throat> Well, she said that, you know, it doesn't help that my mom, uh, my mom's always, so my mom is, so her mom is still doing that even now mm -hmm. since as early as primary school, where she felt like this and until now. My mom is always telling me how my friends and relatives are so good looking and better mm -hmm. dressed. You see, yeah, definitely there's a mother issue like I think you mentioned earlier you know maybe we want to we want to talk about that and address that and help this um person find yeah uh, you know to because relate I, mm. yeah because she also um I think she mentioned in the letter that she tried losing weight before but it hasn't been working and people don't Correct. know that because all people say, see is her physical body that maybe mm. there is link there's a link between um how our environmental uh how our external environment mm. right mm. affects um our effort and what we do or not do in regards to how we feel about ourselves yeah and um i i can relate maybe not exactly about um uh, body image issues, but I think my whole identity issue uh, I can relate to when it comes to how I feel the the tone or the language that my mother and the adults around me use mm. uh, towards children when I was growing up. And I think, Devi, you can relate a lot to this as well. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's not kind. Right, and, right. And I, I only noticed that um, I only noticed how that is not kind because I grew up with this, right? Like we mentioned, brainwashing. I came to a point of being an adult woman who believes that she will never be enough. Mm. She will never be enough. And that's because I've been uh, told that almost always. I 
I believed that, I guess, um, for many years in my life. And until I have my own children, um, and I see how I think I was, I became more attentive to the kind of language and tone that I use towards my children. And I look back um, at the kind of languages or, or things that my parents and the adults around me used to say to me, mm. I would never tolerate that. I mean, if I was, um, if somebody said the things that was said to me as a child to my kids, mm. I would not give it a chance to right. yeah, not be addressed. Um, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> in your case, though, Amy, was your mom uh, directly saying nasty stuff to you about like, oh, you're so lazy or oh, look at you. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Your skin is so dark. She was she was actually directly saying it to you or I got the, you share that, your experience? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think for a very long time, I didn't know I had um, I have a mental health. Uh, conditions like ADHD um, and so I've always been inattentive um, quick to lose interest always spaced out so yeah I've been called lazy I've been called unmotivated even physically I was I was commented on my physiques on how I appear physically the color of my skin I was too dark for some kids who are fairer mm. I I had crooked teeth I have all these marks. I had. I've always had eczema as well. Oh, yeah, so yeah. that became a point of a bully as well. Right. So yeah, yeah. all kinds of nasty stuff yeah. said at me, which became my core belief, false beliefs. Yeah, and and sometimes I think I've seen also many many um, Asian parents or Asian moms. They don't necessarily say it to their uh, kids directly. Mm, mm. Right, their daughters, but they do say a lot about themselves in front of their daughters, in front of their kids. They would look at themselves in the mirror and say, "Oh, you know, I hate e my belly," like constantly. You know, if, whether it's a family gathering, whether yeah. they're going out buying uh, baju or, or I mean, uh, shopping, you know, they're mm. always like commenting on their own body. It's like, "Oh, look at me." And so this is the example um, that the kids are seeing, right? What the mom is doing, always yeah. checking herself in the in the mirror, always trying to improve, to do something with the hair at least two, two, three times a month, you know, that kind of thing. Sure, it's always yeah, yeah. so ultra focused on the appearance. And mm. I see this a lot with, with um, Asian parents uh, here. Like yeah, really, yeah. They, they say this all the time. And even in family gatherings or even during Hari Raya, people is like, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. Oh, you're so thin. Oh, you're, hey, chubby or you now, ooh, gabu, gabu. It's like, that's always what the conversation revolves yeah. around. So, yeah. So I'm not sure um, writer, should, should we call her writer? Maybe, <laughs> Maybe we next just time. give a, a, an initial, who, who likes yeah, to yeah. give an initial? Um, uh, K. Okay, yeah, so okay. So, yeah, I don't know if you experienced that, right? I mean, she's 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 uh here. I think mm. so. She's from Malaysia. I uh, yeah. don't know where it's from Sabah, but yeah, maybe 
Yeah, she's And I think, yeah, sorry, Alan. I think it would be helpful also if we, um, I mean, that's <clears throat> the mother part, right? Um, maybe we can help her also. She must, okay, I can imagine you feel all like you want to give up because you mentioned you've tried. You have tried mm -hmm. um, some approaches to lose the weight, but it's not working. Mm -hmm. And Alan, we've talked about this before. You've talked about this before, about how that can have something to do with um, other things, things yeah. that are not only our own effort. Because I think people feel so demotivated because of that as well, not knowing certain things, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to talk about, so we'll, we'll hopefully do this with a little bit of structure so that people get, that are listening. Uh, there are many, many different cases, but we're, we're just so lucky to receive this message to be able to talk about this, and we're trying, we'll try and get a bird's eye view. Mm. Um, right. Just to finish up on what, what you guys were saying before, uh, I, would, I would call that um, death by a thousand paper cuts. Mm. Like mm. it's not like one of these things that happen in your environment is a death sentence, but it just happens so often that we don't we stop noticing it, and yet it still cuts. We just yeah. stop noticing the the immediate pain, or we numb ourselves to it. Yeah, and that could that could be uh, voluntary, or that could be totally mm. unconscious, uh, mm -hmm. right? Um. But this death by uh, a thousand paper cuts, it's like that, we call that chronic stress. It's not that one thing that you get that is very, very traumatizing. It's just that thing that starts to shape your belief that you have about yourself yeah. in a very negative way. And because it's, I mean, children don't get to choose what happens in their environment. What kind of kid is going to say, mom... I think what you're you're saying to yourself is very mean and I think you should stop. And the mom's going to go, oh, that's so <laughs> right, my dear daughter. Let us stop this cycle of uh, vicious uh, blaming mm. and shaming. Mm. La, la, la. <laughs> that doesn't happen. <laughs> right? Maybe right. Mary Poppins version uh, Ideally. part <laughs> but, but that actually really shapes how we see ourselves. But we don't know that we're wearing those strange shaped glasses right and yeah. sometimes people get uh, get diagnosed with things like body dysmorphia like they don't see their body the way that it actually looks to most other people mm. right but without getting deep down into those those things that's just one aspect of it uh, that is important because if we address things with only one uh, aspect mm. Uh, sometimes it's multidimensional and what's going to happen is that the other aspects are going to, when, when we manage to tackle that one thing, you know, we take our, our gun and we just like, boom, take a shot at it, mm. disappear the belief of this and that. And then when you, when you let it, then all of the other factors around it are going to recreate it mm. because the yeah. brain's like, this is normal. Why is this thing not there anymore? And then mm -hmm. the habits, the patterns, the environment will continue to reinforce and recreate what happens. And then you get into a loop. And the problem with that, well, this is not just about weight loss and things like that, right? But if, every time you're trying to do something mm. that's a little bit hard, that involves a challenge, right? It, you, your nervous system has to focus a lot and you need to have a, the right balance of rewards and challenge. 
Yeah. If the, mm-hmm. if the challenge lasts for too long, then it could be something that is very traumatizing. But if you have the right balance of success, even if they're small and, and uh, rewards, then you get stronger, you get more resilient, right? Yeah. Mm. yeah. And so that's why we can't look at this with only one single aspect. And I apologize to Kay if you feel that we're not immediately addressing the, the, the problem because it's a little bit complicated, but I swear that we're going to, to try and get to the bottom of it. Mm. So that's just one thing, the chronic stress that is yeah. happening. Right. And ideally, we want to be able to change that environment a bit. And sometimes that requires more adults to be aware of the problem and to give a hand, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the chronic stress, Kay, um, to, you know, maybe if, you've, if you actually experience this, right, to put it in practical terms, uh, maybe if you can relate, is that it actually creates that cravings for you, cravings for mm. uh, not just for you, actually, for me too, for a bunch of people. So chronic yeah. stress um, uh, creates cravings for, for, for bad foods, bad foods as in like high sugar, high fat, all those things, you know, those oily food. The yummy ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ones, the ones Amy and I and Alan sometimes <laughs> like to... <laughs> Uh, have for snacks. (laughs) Yeah, we all do. You know, we have that cravings because, well, because of our, our lifestyle, our, the environment as well that we're in. Right. So maybe Kay, I don't know if you experienced this, this cravings. I do. I know I do. Yeah. Let's put it on the table. We all do at some point. I mean, just, just, (laughs) I think everyone, let's just, let's just look at, you know, practical, practically speaking, like for adults who are working and then you happen to have a job that you have to do that is very stressful and is, uh, you have a time constraint. What is it that you do? You don't leave your desk, but you ask somebody to, or on the way down to lunch or whatever, you grab a, a, you know, a few pieces of junk food and you don't even notice yourself eating it you're thinking about your problem and you're just ingesting them one by one and just like your hand grabs the bag and suddenly there's no more inside the bag and you're like how did this happen (laughs) right right it's not me and you start looking at people did somebody actually take my stuff (laughs) yeah it's that's what it is mindless and it's yeah i want us to be more compassionate to ourselves and Kay, if you're listening yeah. to this please don't beat yourself up about this mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. our our hardware is wired for that i want you to 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 think that when you get chronic stress your body doesn't really know what is the, the source of your stress and if it's your mom saying something that shapes your negative belief about yourself that's one thing right but you might not be aware of it mm-hmm. but the body knows that something's wrong and when the body knows that something's wrong it wants to store energy in case something happens. Yes. Yes. And, and, and so naturally, it, it will want to have foods that is the, 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 the bad stuff for us that makes us heavier, you know, overweight, not yeah. in good shape, because it's high in energy. Right? And it's also way too easy to get access to bad food for cheap. Yeah. Like it shouldn't like you really shouldn't be like that in a society that's suffering so much from chronic diseases. I mean, we should try and do something about it. But let's not shift the blame, right? This is what it is. And um the the other piece is that once we ingest that food, right? That ha- that high fat, you know, 
not good quality fats too, right? Yeah. That doesn't help. No zero nutrition, right? Yeah. No, no nutritional value, but but high Maybe in calorie. Some, some uh, sugar, right? Yeah. Which is uh, refined carbs, but it's not really good for us because it has limited uh, value in terms of micronutrients that we need. And mm. the problem with that is that depression, for example, is something that is associated to to inflammation in the body. And what um, does junk food cause to the body? Inflammation. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so now you have yeah. a perfect storm of the, the, the conditions for you to continue to feel bad about yourself, feel like you don't have the energy to do what you want to do, mm. and, and, and feel like basically you're failing. And everything yeah. just continues to reinforce itself like a perfect cycle. Yeah. You know? And yeah. then you feel hopeless and helpless. Right. So all of that, it's just, it's totally explainable, you know? So it's not a matter of like, like feeling bad about ourselves doesn't help move the needle, mm -hmm. literally speaking, you know? So we first need to just take stock of that, accept it and just find what else we can do instead. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, comfort eating. I mean, it happens to anyone regardless of your body size. It yeah. happened to me when I first started therapy uh, with Liku Liku, which is a center that is more holistic and alternative approach, like I mentioned many times in this podcast, because I, I love that success story. Because when I knew, when my mind was opened to see that what I eat has everything to do with how my body reacts and how I feel in my skin, how I feel about my life. That was just, whoa, mind-blowing. Um, and so inflammation in the body, knowing that um, unhealthy food causes these things. I mean, even after I knew, it wasn't easy to follow through with the more uh, healthy choice, with healthier choices, because like Alan mentioned, food that is um, not so good for our body is what's e more easily available. I, I mean, look at us in our situation. If you want to find a healthier option for snacking, like maybe fruits, yogurt or stuff like that, it's not as easily available as uh, kropok, snacks, candies, chocolate, everything processed, right? Yeah. yeah. So... The external environment also does not make it easy for us to make these choices. And I think that's important to point out because um, so we don't beat ourselves so much, right? Mm. Yeah, be kind to yourselves. And I think it's also important, Kay, that you, that you know this and that not only you know this, but this message keeps being reiterated in your life because, yeah, remind yourself it's not easy and... Uh, to be kinder to us, to ourselves. Yes, accept our body for what it is, for whatever size they come in, but mind the health. Because truth is, it's the, no matter what body size you are, it's the internal stuff that also matters, if not more. So whether you are big size, fat or thin, whatever people see you on the outside, it, it really doesn't say much about how you... Um, 
take care of things from the inside. I mean, what I'm trying to say is people look at me, I'm thin, I'm small size, and they think I have no health issues. <laughs> years <laughs> of years of comfort eating sugar and processed food. I lived on those things for like 30 years. So yeah. uh, that's, and that's probably why my mental health got worse and worse over time until I sought help and uh, started to take more active, make more active decisions in my health and in my life. Yeah, I think it's yeah. good to be able to disconnect the, the discourse that we that, that we have about, um, you know, body sizes, appearance and whatnot. I mean, health doesn't necessarily need to look at appearances. Like if you take a blood test, we don't actually need to really know what the person looks like to, to, to tell yeah. them that they need to, you know, uh, potentially be working on their triglycerides you know or uh, other kinds of biomarkers that are telling you if you're above a certain range mm -hmm. right and so that that mm -hmm. is acceptable right but when people are coupling that with your appearance which we associate with identity this is where things start to to become really tricky and and uh, it's not helpful anymore Because health yeah. is something that we all need to take care of, no matter no matter what is our appearance. Mm. Health, you cannot outsource your own health. Quote Devi Kusardi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and maybe and, stop yeah. Uh, stop comparing yourself with others. Yeah, I think for me that was a lot of the triggers, you know. Mm. And I think maybe for you as well, right, Amy? Like we grew up in a in a in a community or society that kind of like compares your well, everything right yeah. from education to how you look from your skin color. Mm -hmm. So I think yeah, um, Kay, if you are struggling with this, maybe you need to to tell yourself, you know, accept yourself as you are. Like what what Amy said, focus on the inside. Yeah, yeah, and and that brings us to into the holistic um, approach, right? I feel because uh, meaning that you don't only look at the outside, but also on the inside, very much on the inside. And yeah. um, what I'm trying to get at is also, I don't think we can truly help uh, ourselves, okay? Or anyone going through this issue, which I think is a lot of us, or if not all of us, body image issues. <laughs> if Everybody if, who has a body. Right? right? Yes. That's yeah. true. Everybody has a body, has a body image issue, yeah, I think. Yeah, Pretty true. Sure true. Yeah. Except for any, um, dogs. I'm, 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 I'm envious of dogs. But anyway, <laughs> ADHD brain. Um, what I'm trying to get at is also, I don't think it can be truly, we cannot truly help ourselves if we do not look at things holistically, the whole thing, the whole package. And yeah. so we're getting to the solution bit, I feel, to better help Kay cope with this journey. It's, it has been tough and it's going to be tougher, not to discourage you, but um, it's difficult. And therefore, we hope, Kay, that you will get the best form of support that you can get um, to help you in this journey. Um, so, yeah, getting to the solution bit, guys, um, Alan and Devi what would be some of the things that you think can be helpful for Kay? Alan, you want to go? Um, 
I just say, I mean, it's it's kind of um, combining it with what we already said, but just start where you are, mm. right? Um, if you can, have a plan, you know, but nothing extraordinary, nothing that is inspired by social media posts, you know, um, that promise a lot of things for not much effort in a very mm. short period of time, like, if yeah. it's too good to be true, it probably is too good to be true, right? And so we want to start with something that doesn't uh, bring us into a cycle of demotivation because every time we can't get to what we were told that we should be able to get and that makes us feel terrible about ourselves and every time becomes a downward loop. We don't want that. We want a cycle of small wins and yeah. frequent frequent wins and um yeah so so for that we need to be able to look at things uh more realistically and in the long term like for example um typically you don't really want to be losing weight if weight, weight loss is something that is important you don't want to be losing more than one or two pounds per week and from yeah. a yoga perspective right in the more traditional ancient types like our our teacher and mentor says no more than one pound a month so look at it from the, the long game not just showing up for you know a, a short season of three months you know mm. the body that you want to have in the end is the one that you're going to keep forever mm. right and just one bit if i'm if i'm allowed um, something about uh, you know something that we could call uh, addictive patterns. Uh, science has mm. shown that even if you eventually give in, if you just delay the gratification, you can, you can actually improve things over time. So you can have that internal self-talk that says, you, you talk to yourself, it's like, oh, I really feel like eating that, that pack of chips right now. And you just tell yourself, we'll do that in one hour. Or we'll do that in five minutes. Or we'll do that in ten minutes. But right now, mm. we're going to sit down and just write in a journal. You know, just do something, soothe yourself, so that the spike of the the the, the arousal, what we call arousal, is basically your stress level, right? Mm. That maybe somebody said something to you, or you saw something on on social media that just really mm. provoked triggers yeah. your yeah. anxiety, and then it spikes. Try to ride that spike out by doing something, you know, having activities that you can do, listening to a music that you really enjoy that calms you down, lie down on the floor, you know, do anything that brings a sense of, of calm so you can uh, soothe yourself. And then eventually, if you give in to that thing, it probably won't be as bad as if you actually went into that drawer the minute you felt it. Mm. So I hope that that's hopeful, yeah, helpful, sorry, hopeful too. <laughs> hopeful helpful well. and hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Devi, yeah. some um, embodiment practices. Embodiment practices, yeah. Um, before that, yeah, I can share something called pandiculation. But mm -hmm. before that, I also want to, I'm not sure if we mentioned this, but I mm -hmm. think Kay should know that um, unhealthy practices does not always uh, involve food. So it's not always about food. So it can be about um, mm. uh, exercise, 
Like when you over-exercise, and I know I used to do that in my younger mm. days, I would mm. be exercising at waking up at three in the morning to exercise. So I want to be at the gym before everybody else there, you know. So over-exercise, overtaking supplements, mm. or or taking the supplements that are not, that you, you don't even need, or that actually um, uh, 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 affect your hormone, hormonal system, mm. right? That will kind of like, get your your whole system out of whack including your metabol metabolism and things like that so then over time you know when you do all of these things that are unhealthy a combination of that not just the food but the exercise practice the supplements that you're taking and then you see yourself in the mirror and you still not satisfied with your body mm. it's going to put you in this trap okay like literally it's a trap because it's going to trap you with um with really uh how do you say strong feelings strong feelings mm. of of uh disappointment yeah so kind meaning of like if you're yeah meaning it just um if amplify whatever negative self yeah you have. Yeah, yeah shame if you have already have shame there even if you're not conscious or aware about it yet right it it will come up you know, mm. and you will feel shameful about your thighs, for example. You mm. you just want to lock yourself up in the room. And then after that, you feel guilty because you feel that you haven't done enough, even though you've been like taking supplements and, you know, and, and exercising so much. And, and then you just go on this yo-yo at every aspect or every layer of your, of your life. Do, mm. do you know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Kay, um, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if we mentioned that. So I just want to mention that. So not just the food, but also the exercises that you do and what supplements are you taking. Mm. Okay. So that can be unhealthy as well. So the tool, um, which I like to do, um, for me and because it's easy and I feel that maybe you can, you can try it, Kay, um, is pendiculation so it is where uh you know where we we constrict the muscles and then we we stretch it out so there's like an active stretching so the feeling is like you know when you're yawning mm. that sensation when you're yawning yeah but yawn with your whole body so like when you're waking up in the morning right we all do that Hmm. And and babies do that naturally. And actually animals do that like, hmm. you know, 30, 40, 50 times per day. They do this, you know, small pendiculation movement. So, so try and do that, stretching and yawning, because it really, really um, uh, reduces stress. So it's a stress reliever. And, you know, when you don't have stress, it, you know, it activates your parasympathetic nervous system which then also improve your digestive system, mm. right? So when we talk about body image, we talk about, just now we talk a lot about dieting. So just doing this movement, this very simple movement, there's no choreography, there's no steps, there's no weights, just your body and um, doing something simple like that. And I would recommend doing it as much as you can because it can be done in maybe 30 seconds or one minute 
So you can do it 10 times a day. You can do it when you're on a chair. You can do it when you are, um, uh, ha have been sitting down for too long. Mm. That's the best, right? Because when yeah. you're sitting down, your muscles start to, when you're not moving, your muscles start to um, shorten and tighten. And that mm -hmm. gives you this awful feeling in your body. Right? You feel yeah. heavy. Draggy. Draggy. Yeah. So you, you, your body naturally just wants to stretch and expand. So, so let it and do that as many times as possible. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And Alan and Devi also mentioned social media. <laughs> I think that's oh, where yeah. I, I come in. <laughs> yes. Because it's true. It's, it's part of our life now. We can't totally escape it. Well, some of us do have the luxury of doing that, but a lot of us are on there for um, life sustenance reasons, <laughs> Yeah, including myself. Like if I have a choice, I won't, but you know, having have to be there. Um, I, from punitiveness, okay, I've been told <laughs> by even Alan and Devi, uh, being reminded <laughs> by friends and and mm. a lot of articles and quotes that I tend to be very mean towards myself. And mm. I'm not as, as nice to myself as I am nice to other people. Um, so I think whatever your body size is, whatever challenges in life is, if we are constantly exposed to things that can trigger the need to compare ourselves, right? Especially if we've been used to uh, being compared, a lot of mothers used to do that. I don't, I, I don't know, but I do hope mothers nowadays don't do that anymore. Um, yeah. So yeah, it becomes your internal voice. And for me, it took a really, really long time. I mean, I was, I can safely say I was 35 years before I knew to truly understand. Yeah, not even uh, doing the work yet, but to truly understand what it means to... Uh, uh, be kind to myself, love myself, accept myself, acknowledge my flaws, and yeah. then and and then it's easier to know where you can go from there. So stop it with the comparison. Um, for me, what I notice also on my social media, especially on Instagram, I do not get fed with nonsense anymore. My my um, my feed, my explore page used to be filled with stuff that just triggers me in all sorts of ways from my body <laughs> from how I look externally to yeah. how I feel about my life in general you know it just triggers me and now if you go to my social media to my Instagram it's all filled with quotes and articles and things that um, would help me better in my journey of learning how to accept and love myself better because then it's easier to to do other things in life, to relate to the external world, right? When yeah. you are better connected to your inside again. So yeah, yeah. Uh, cultivate your environment, I guess I could safely say. And it could be your physical external environment or even your virtual external environment, which is social media. Yeah. And Alan mentioned something also off air when we were talking about this, about... Um, Secondary gains, Alan. Can you explain better? Oh, yeah. How does yeah. that... Yeah. Um, basically, why I wanted to talk about this is for the, the, the people who are really challenged with uh, changes in their life. 
Weight loss yeah. is one of them, right? Because it involves like a change of how you look, how you feel, and the body can actually resist that kind of stuff, right? Uh, so that's why, you you know, before I said try and go slow so that your body gets to accept that this is happening and doesn't throw too many, too many tantrums. Mm, that comes yeah. in all sorts of forms, right? It can be something that we're aware of, like a real tantrum where we're kicking and screaming and something, or, or it could be feeling a stressor and then suddenly, you know, running for junk food or something like that. But deep down, uh, for the people who, for whom it's very, very hard, even though they feel that they really are motivated and want to and have no idea why they can't, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it comes from the, a part of us that we are not aware of, that we have silence without knowing it sometimes because mm. of uh, traumatic experiences of many different kinds, right? Mm. And what happens is that there's an internal resistance because of the, the change that's about to happen. And, and maybe that part of us doesn't want that future, you know, different kind of uh, personality, different kind of body to actually exist. Mm. They want things to stay the same. Why? Because of the lack of a sense of safety, that's usually um, something that you, you find in people that have experienced uh, trauma, especially if it's the complex kind, the kind that's like more like a thousand paper cuts, that, you know, something that you get said by somebody over time or neglect, uh, you know, or different kinds of abuse. And uh, it's, it's textbook stuff that some of these people who cannot feel safe will want to have a bigger body. Because then they feel that they won't be, you know, so vulnerable. Mm. And if we don't work with that, then the change is not going to manifest itself no matter how hard we try. So I mm. think it's a very important piece that a lot of people are not really aware of or we don't think about. And in that case, unfortunately, it's going to be really hard to process that by yourself. And you basically need to have somebody to, to, to be on your team yeah because no matter how we know about this we won't like no nobody's wanting to do a heart surgery on themselves right i think they're they're more than happy to have somebody else to do mm -hmm. it for them right yeah so i think yeah. it's a bit like that and um maybe the last part that i think we're always kind of saying it but community because mm -hmm. doing things by ourselves that are so challenging that is kind of uprooting everything that we know about ourselves is really difficult to do first and then to keep to it. Yeah, accountability. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the ideal case is really to have all of the, the things being um, put together for us in, in a program, right? And I'm saying that because we've seen the difference in people and how they're able to achieve goals that would be very, very difficult um, by themselves. So, yes. okay, so environment, um, therapy or coaching, uh, lifestyle for the right combination of, you know, movement and nutrition, and then the community part, which people are supportive around you because most of the people around us tend to have their own negative beliefs and they can be, uh, instead mm -hmm. of, um, supporting the change, they will be reinforcing of the old negative patterns that we have, yeah. even if they're not aware of it. They're not necessarily yeah. doing it on purpose. 
Yeah. So, yeah. Find the right kind of support. Yeah. 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 I, w- I mean, yeah, I so agree with that because if I wouldn't have been able, able to commit to this journey if it weren't for having support from yeah. uh, friends who really want to help you and to see you grow and in the right and safe direction. And I like also the reminder that Alan shared to take it slow, to slow down because that is that is a message that is important in every aspect of our life i feel now nowadays um especially during and after the pandemic hit mm. um it's really an important reminder and yet very hard for us to do because we're so hardwired to functioning faster be bigger achieve more higher <laughs> stuff like that yeah. right so yeah take it slow and yeah that brings us to the end of this episode and hopefully Kay as we mentioned we really hope that this has been helpful to you thank you for reaching out and kudos to yourself for reaching out yes. uh, to other people and uh, I think in summary um, we can say that don't be too hard on yourself right because body image is something that is that a lot of people are going through and you do not have to do it alone. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Important, yeah. You yeah. do not have to do this alone. Mm. Our message here on the Liku Liku podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, thank you so much, Alan and Devi, for your insights. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you, Amy. And sharings. Thank and thank you uh, to the audience who are tuning in. Thank you so much for uh, listening to us. By doing that, you support us and it's It means a lot to us that you do. Do continue to support us by following us and subscribing to our social media pages. We assure you we we won't be feeding your feed with stuff that is not helpful to your growth journey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We are Liku Liku Creative on Instagram and Liku Liku Center for Creative Therapy on for Creative Therapy Kota Kedabalu on Facebook. And this podcast is also aired on KK12 FM, Spotify, Anchor, and the Google Podcast. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Right Till on. the next episode. This is Liku Liku, Liku. Liku. Out. Out.